Hello and welcome to the Board Breakdown Podcast, the Marcus Force edition with Johnny and Dana. And in this video, we're going to chat about Middlesbrough's new centre forward and what he can bring to the Borough side. Dana, thank you very much for joining me as always. And I want to know how you're feeling about the, the new striker in three words. I'm going to say leaning towards optimistic because I think in terms of a player profile and what he can bring, he definitely fits into the team and he's the he's a poacher he's a poacher and that's what we have needed it's what we haven't had since probably Bamford maybe even Brit when he came although that kind of went down the pan a little bit didn't it so yeah force on paper is a good signing whether or not he will be the first choice obviously we'll get get to that you got a question about that but uh, I'm not so sure but it will be a good signing I think I I, I do believe that this could be a, a really good signing for Middlesbrough I'm going to go with finally a striker. Uh, just like just the desperate need for strikers uh, before. Obviously, we're recording this before the West Brom game, but also we're just in need of bringing some new bodies in to help us up front. Appreciate there is links of Duncan Watmore potentially leaving, Chuba Pump potentially leaving. You know, Josh Corbin needs time away to develop. So to have one new striker in, £3 million, who we think is going to be a good sign and we're going to break that down why um, in a second. But to have that new body in, it, it just brings a little bit of excitement. And finally, uh, we can talk about someone at the top end of the pitch rather than uh, someone who is a defender, a goalkeeper and a left wing back. Um, but let, let, let's, try, let's, let's try about the deal and, and go in more depth of, of, the, of the, the striker because we've paid £3 million uh, for the finished forward from Brentford. And it's starting, it's, it is really the start of the build of the strike force because we've we do probably need a couple more uh, to to really stake a claim and try and get ourselves up the league this season but what does force bring to the team Dana? i think penalty box instinct which is as i said something that we haven't had and a lot of people will look immediately immediately at his goal record but 10 goals in 1747 minutes in 2021 um a goal every 175 minutes to compare that to duncan watmore he was averaging a goal every 304 minutes last season and 207 in 2021 uh only two of the 28 goals that he scored in his career so far which is a relatively young career i mean he's he's 23 isn't he he's never really been an established first team striker at brentford um only two of those 28 goals have been outside of the box so you're going to get somebody who in the 18 yard box in the six yard box is going to come alive and i think with any striker that we bring in this season this summer really excited about them because of giles and jones if we didn't have Mm. Giles and Jones, it would be a completely different story. But with them two, with supplying the service and the creativity, I can be really confident and lean towards that optimism, as I said at the top, that the strikers that we bring in will be good. And I mean, I go back to that 2021 campaign for Marcus Force. And the only reason I'm doing that is because last season it was it was a difficult loan spell for him at Hull. He was playing up front. Mm on his own and a lot of their fans say struggled to be honest they deserved for him a struggle because they were playing him in a completely different system that you know it just doesn't suit his strengths but um an xg per night even 0.44 goals per night 0.51 uh you know that 
tells me that he was getting chances and he was scoring them because there's a slight overperformance there in terms of shooting. Well, that's good. You know, you'd rather that than underperformance that we saw with particularly Andres Sparat last season. So I'm really excited. I think if you give him that service, which we will, the different types of crosses with Giles and Jones, the low crosses, any cross Giles can can deliver into the box, Carney. Um, it's mouthwatering. It, it's really promising that we have that foundation there. And now that we've got uh, Marcus Force to be that poacher, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I, I am. I am too. I, I think you're absolutely spot on when you when you talk about uh, Giles and Isaiah Jones really feeding in uh, to a centre forward like that. And I think the one thing that Borough have missed really over the last few seasons, well, you could say with with Brit at times, you know, he needed the service. Uh, he we probably needed the Giles and Isaiah Jones uh, of the yeah. world to get the chances. But you need someone who can be in the right place at the right time in the, in the penalty box. And I think we're going to have that with Force. To be honest, I think you know his record. Yes, it has hasn't been sensational, but there is probably there's a lot of potential within it. You know, they output the overperforming of the XG, uh, which is really promising. I think you said there was one goal in 170 minutes. Was that I think was that right? Were you were saying uh, one uh, goal every 175 minutes. So that's probably what just shy of one and two. If if mm-hmm. you want to talk about that, so it's it's a good record to have, and I think you know if if we do give give him the right service, um, we we should be in for. A, a good a good season with them to be honest. Like, and I appreciate Middlesbrough fans will always want someone who is going to be. Oh, where's where's this uh, goal scorer that we're after? We need we need to be in the market for goal scorers. We need Bernie oh, Slaven back. We need we need <laughs> Bernie Slaven. He can still do a job. Um, and to be honest, like a, a person that whose most touches and biggest strengths are in that penalty box. If he does get the service, he'll probably deliver on that. And you know, obviously, you're looking at the 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 graph there. And if you're watching us on YouTube, but if you if you're not and listening to us, um, we've got a penalty box open. It shows that his goals, um, for for Marcus Far in the 2021 season were all in in the penalty box. And what I do like is a few of them are all on the right hand side. It shows that a striker is going to be uh, at the at the back post, and a good striker is always at the back post because he's anticipating the ball or the gamble or someone just to, just to, just to get there or towards him. Um, I'm not going to lie, there was a shot on target in there where he's it, two <laughs> yards out and it looks like somehow the keeper <laughs> saved it. Um, but overall, his positional within that is is really really strong, and I think that's a really big real key for him uh, and for us as well. We just have to get the service right, and hopefully we can do that. But in terms of like stuff like him work on. We've seen a, a couple of the graphs and around his pass up and passing his link up play. I think that's probably the the biggest part of his game, which I think he does need to improve on. Now, for a striker who's probably playing as a two, um, I think the link up play is probably a little bit more essential because you're wanting to try and either come in and one go for the for the run, and you can try and uh, feed him, feed the striker coming through. Or you're trying to work together and try and get the ball out wide so you can get in those areas and hopefully try and uh, get the strike away. But saying that, from what we're seeing in, in his data, he's definitely a poacher. You know, he's going to be in and around the box. We're hoping to get a bit more service to him. And if he gets the opportunity, he's he's tending, he tends to take it. So all of that is really, really positive. Um, but with a three million pound dinner for for a striker is relatively quite low, given in comparison that we've paid for strikers in the past. Um, can you see him being the first choice? And how will we get the best of him? Best of him. I know we're saying it's a lot about Jones, but 
is it going to be consistency or is it going to be Chris Wilder giving him like an armor on the shoulder or anything like that? But do you think he's going to be a, a, a first try striker for Middlesbrough this season? Um, I'm not so sure in the long term because I, I think probably now, or at least post West Brom, because obviously he came in on what yesterday, Wednesday, it, it's uh, sorry, Thursday, it's difficult to get into the rhythm and the swing of things when you've just signed and then there's probably one training session and then the game on Saturday. So it, Chris Wilder said he'd be involved in the 18 um, on Saturday, but I don't think he'll be first choice straight away. I kind of, he struck me when we signed him as an impact substitute because in that 2021 campaign, he did play the most minutes off the bench in the entirety of the championship. He was that impact zone for Brentford. And he did well with that, obviously, the 10 goals that he scored. And he scored that really crucial goal for them against Bournemouth, which sent them to Wembley in their eventual promotion campaign. Um, I think in the long term, he has potential to be, but there's a lot that he does need to work on. You mentioned it, probably the build-up play. Um, a lot of what I've read and heard from Brentford fans is them saying that he he's not somebody that's going to be involved in the build-up. He's going to be on the end of that build-up. So he's not really going to be involved in the kind of dropping deep, receiving the ball, passing. Um, he has bulked up from what I've seen, from what I've read as well, which is which is good. I think there's definite improvements to be made and improvements that have been made in his build-up play. I would like to see him become first choice because then that means that he's improved and that he's become a, a much better player than he than he is already. But right now, I kind of, I kind of can't see it. Although, I mean, the situation is that Borough only have him, Corburn and Watmore, so it's it's difficult. But uh, if I put the graph up on the screen now, you can see that um, again. We're going back to that twenty twenty one campaign. The goal conversion is absolutely fantastic. There, you see in the in the bottom mm. quadrant, bottom right quadrant. Percent. Oh, right. Is that is that a, yeah? He's in the top one percent of strikers. Is that right? From what I can um, see, I, yeah, twenty-two point eight five nine goal conversion, which is really good. I think the average of strikers is is incredibly low. So the fact that you know he's he's obviously getting those numbers is brilliant. The non-penalty goals as well, um, non-penalty xg oh, per sorry, ninety. Sorry, that's what I was looking at. <laughs> yeah, the goal Sorry. conversion is too too above that, but still very close there in the goal conversion. Mm. Um, a very clinical striker, as you can see there. Shout out to to our friends, Blues Breakdown, for for that. You can see in that role profile as well. Not a creator, not a target man, but a poacher, and that is exactly what Borough have needed. I, I feel like I say that a lot. That's exactly what Borough need, but we have needed a poacher. And then if we move on to um, again, our good friends at, at Foreseeable on um, Twitter. I was tempted when I asked them if we could use this graph to say it was foreseeable that I was going <laughs> to message you. <laughs> you get that little force, <laughs> get that little force pun in there. Um, but yeah, look at that attacking. You know, you've got the the XG, the conversion rate again, uh, non penalty goals, uh, successful attacking actions. Um, he's just a very good penalty box striker. And I think he's definitely worth Borough fans getting excited about. Not too excited, obviously, because he's he's still there's still raw parts of his game, but percent percentile rank in those attacking metrics are, are very good. And at the end of the day, Borough have needed a clinical finisher. We haven't had one in so long. And you know, we've got one now in in Marcus Foss. One Marcus in, one Marcus out. If you just don't mind pulling that crap back up, uh, the on the on 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 that one, and, and it's just around like the obviously the defensive style uh, uh, stats and the possession stats. So obviously one thing that, and you're looking at header goals and ex, and probably offensive duels as well. So 
the one big no-no for if you're Chris Wilder is do not play a long ball to Marcus Foss. And that is that is probably as simple as it gets. I think it definitely has to be a fee. You know, he's, and this is the same from when we used to speak about Britt and, and Ashley Fletcher at, at times where we used to speak about crosses in the box and under under Neil Warnock, we would get balls in the box, but it was always up in the air, over the heads, and you can have as many crosses as you want, but if you're not hitting your striker, there's absolutely no point. So for Borough to get the, probably the best out of him, I think the low cross in the box make the the defence gamble, and I think he will probably gamble as well to try and get on the end of him as well. So for me, real bonus. I think it's a really good a good sign for us, and I think with £3 million for a 23-year-old, going to probably 27 by the end of his contract. We're going to add value to him, hopefully, uh, which Chris Wilder was, was speaking quite a lot of when we were at the at the event on Monday night about putting value on the players. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. definitely a sign for us where we can maybe look at in a couple of seasons, regardless of where we are. And we can go, right, we could probably sell him on for another fee and be a profitable and sustainable business because I know fans are, are getting frustrated at the moment with obviously Marcus Tavernier leaving and probably so close to the season. I can see that. You know, Jed Spence... Uh, leaving for a, for a big fee, which I know is not probably a huge loss, but again, putting value on players, I think we'll probably see more of it in the next few years, where we probably will, probably will see some of our better players go for bigger fees, and we just we just recycle that cash, and then we just do that same system all over again, and that's what I think that's where I think Bora will be, and I think yeah. that's where Bora heading with this move as well. Yeah, and on that, you mentioned the the Q and A on Monday. He was asked by a fan in attendance about you know permanent signings. We've had a few loans. We had obviously mm. Spira, Balogun, um, Connolly on loan last season. You know, are we going to bring in permanent deals? And we have clinched a permanent deal there for Marcus Foss. So exactly what you said there, feeding into the narrative of of building value onto players. We're building value onto our players, not another team's players. We're not you know building or molding another team's player into a better player. It's now with force our player that that we're hopefully going to develop into a into a much better and much more valuable asset so yeah really good deal i think on the surface we'll see how it plays out but i am excited to see him play likewise but that's it dana thank you very much uh for joining me this afternoon and thank you very much for, for the listener for listening to us on the podcast providers or watching us on youtube and don't forget to press subscribe to either your podcast podcast provider or our youtube channel we are trying to go really both and get more exposed to different borough fans but can marcus use the force to take borough up to the promised land i'm sure we'll see but right now this has been the borough breakdown podcast and that was our borough match day chatter in a pod up the borough breakdown <laughs>